0: A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously.
1: Without taking ourselves so seriously.
0: You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. Yeah. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, the guy that's there to preach the gospel and administer minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus
1: instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy. The, The question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, would just imagine the next radical that
0: shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more uh, radical? What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? <laughs> if you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. You still entertained by no yourself? No way we can there? top
0: that. <laughs> we got to just keep playing it over and over. Downhill from me. I was thinking here. to myself, I am way too tired for some reason. I don't know why. I'm way too tired to think of something like that.
1: Anyhow. <laughs> you okay, well, in the, today's edition of Table Talk Radio, we're going to do some bumper sticker and
0: church sign theology. That's a pretty good way to start the show, by the way. Just let everyone know how bad it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Then, no way is it going to be anywhere near as good a previous show. And it gets worse it from there. It wasn't that good to start with. True. goes downhill. gets right.
1: worse from there. We play Sorry. Name That Theologian, and then worse from there. It down. <laughs> Name. Okay, next. Uh, Everyone at home's writing it down, too, man. Na- slow down. Nameless Bible study <laughs> game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe the problem is that that's M- not really a game.
0: B-F-G.
1: Not game, game. The not-game game. And then buzzwords to start off. So do you have a
0: buzzword? I do. My buzzword for you is regeneration. Re, meaning again, and generation, meaning birth. And the, and so this is the idea of the new birth. Now, four Bible passages, at least that I know of, talk about rebirth. Uh, John 3, 5, unless you're born from water and the Spirit, unless you're born from above, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Titus 3.5, the washing of regeneration. And in both of those cases, the, re, the new birth or regeneration comes from baptism. And then also 1 Peter 1 and James 1 that talks about being born again through the Word. So, right. those are, those are regeneration, to be born again. Now, it's used to be p- people say, hey, are you born again? Are you born again Christian? Et cetera, et cetera. And our answer to that is, well, yeah, sure I am. I'm baptized. Hmm. Uh-huh. So, just... Or outdo them with this whole. Uh, when were you born again? You know, the I same thing they said. about two weeks old. Yeah, that's right. Do you? Do you? Did you? Have you gone to the altar call? Yeah, our church has altar calls. Uh, you know, each week we go up to the Lord's supper. At least on the first, third, and fifth Sundays, we got the altar call. <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, if someone if, a ch- if someone says, does your church have an altar call?" or if someone starts talking about the altar call, making a decision for Christ, you say, "Hey, I was just wondering, how come your church has an altar call but doesn't have an altar?" That's a good question
1: for. Oh, <laughs> uh, we already de- We already decided they're going to change it to the the drum set call.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: The plexiglass uh, lectern. All right, my theological buzz word for
0: you is yep. orthodox. Or-tho- Tabletalkradio.org. Give Radio people dot org. T- at home time to write this down, too. Mm-hmm. Who, those who are at home playing along.
1: Nobody's listening okay. at home. It's, it's like a punishment. If you don't go clean your room, we're going to have to listen to
0: Tabletalk Radio. Okay, I'll clean my room.
1: Don't make me listen to <laughs> Tabletalk Radio. Anything Tabletalk Radio.
0: Go to your Table Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm going to time out. No, mom. Come on. I'll eat
1: my broccoli. Tabletalkradio.org says that orthodox means right praise or right doctrine. Someone who teaches according to the scriptures. Now, uh, orthodoxy, by the way, is not a cult. Um, do you want me to prove it to you?
0: Yes. Okay, Matthew. I, I thought we had the. Co- oh, that's the cult of pure doctrine. I for, I totally forgot about the cult of pure doctrine. <laughs> I should have been promoting it more until just right now. I'm going to write it down. Ma- Matthew five, excuse,
1: Matthew 7.15 says, Beware of false prophets who came to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So um, Jesus teaches us to be aware of uh, false doctrine, false, false teachers. Uh, so to um, be concerned about uh, true doctrine, pure doctrine, orthodoxy,
0: um, it's not a cult. Unless it's cult a Cult of Pure Doctrine Aurora chapter. Could you make me a T-shirt with that on it from our Table Talk radio store? Sure. Anything else? Nope. We've got, we got some Just... bumper stickers and shirts signed. You ready for the first one? <laughs> I put in Cult of Pure Doctrine in uh, Google, and our radio show came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is. <laughs> show 121 brought to you by the Cult of Pure Doctrine. <laughs> 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 That's kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, I'm ready. Hi, this is Nancy in Georgia. I saw a church sign today at a Methodist church um, that said, with God's help, you can become yourself. That's all. That I is so comments on it. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening, uh, in Georgia. Um, so with God's help, <laughs> you can become yourself.
0: It's like uh, – well, <laughs> It's the weirdest thing in the world. who Now, first of all, someone at some point in the history of the world thought, hey, this will be a good thing to put up on a sign outside our <laughs> church. You know what's wrong with the world is people aren't themselves. <laughs>
1: yeah, but they don't realize right. that God will help them.
0: God, God will help you become yourself. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's kind of a really goofy thing. It's like, with God's help, that tree can be a tree. <laughs> Well what's it gonna be without God's help? What are you without God's help? not yourself you are not yourself that's just a <laughs> it's ridiculous now what what church would have as its goal anyway being yourself i mean what when did that become some sort of big objective like you're sitting there you're sitting there thinking of uh you know that like you're you're some sort of evangelical, so you're writing your personal mission statement, <laughs> and you're and you're thinking, you know, my personal mission is to become myself. I'm just having a lot of trouble doing it. I need someone to help. <laughs> yeah, actually, Who can help me be myself. Uh, it,
1: it, you know, the the church actually Maybe. should um show you that being yourself isn't such
0: a great thing. <laughs> Boy, I was being myself today, and I'm a sinner. That's awful. What do we? Die to self. That's what the, the you know the Bible talks about, dying to self. <laughs> and here this church says you can become. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. That's oh, just ridiculous. All right. Do you have a worldview for that one? Um, I probably let me pull up our worldview catalog and I'll peruse it here real quick while we go on to the next one. Okay. Here it is. Where do I find our worldview catalog?
1: You might find it at TableTalkRadio.org. Why don't you just Google TableTalk Radio? Um, Worldview Catalog, see if it comes up.
0: I'm gonna, I'm just going to do Worldview Catalog and see if we come up. Kinda...
1: I bet we don't. I bet there's too many people who use the phrase Worldview Catalog on the Internet. All right, here it is. True. Here's the next one. Hey, this is Mike. I'm from Aurora. I am in Pastor Wolf Miller's congregation. And I was just dropping my kids off for school today at our um, local community, Lutheran megachurch, I guess. Um, it's a LCMS church. But anyway, their church sign today was, faith makes all things possible, though not necessarily easy. And, um, me and the kids had some problems with that, and I would, uh, be interested in hearing your take on it. Thanks and keep up the good work. We love the show. Bye bye. Thanks, Mike. Um, we
0: love you, Mike. <laughs> you know, faith makes all things possible. How many people in your congregation listen? Three. Most of the people that listen have left.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start getting calls. I'm a I'm a former member of Pastor Wolf Miller's
0: congregation. I, I wonder. <laughs> you know, I this is a weird sort of thing because it's a uh, you know. It, it's it's like a burden on someone's conscience to both to <laughs> admit that they number one listen to our show and number two come to Hope Lutheran Church <laughs> and me as their pastor. It's like a double whammy. It is. That's like the result of the preaching of the law without even saying anything right there. Just that kind of ontological existence <laughs> is a humbling sort of. You know what one now, of my biggest pet peeves is? What's that?
1: The when, word ontology? No, when people use this verse, um, "All things are possible with God," out of context. Let's see.
0: That's Philippians, is it not? Well, first, it's Jesus. Oh yes, uh, that's right. Uh, with man, these things are impossible. With God, all things so, are possible. So, talking about the rich man getting yes, to heaven. Yeah, so uh,
1: you know, it's more likely for a rich or for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to get to heaven. And the, the, the disciples sitting and they're going, man, if anyone's going to heaven, it's rich people because they got their act together. Look at them. Um, and so when Jesus says that, they're going, well, then who can go to heaven? No, no one's going to heaven than Jesus. And then uh, Jesus says, well, with, uh, with man, it's not possible. But with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. So the context in which Jesus at least gives it to us is uh, that sinners would get to heaven. That what God does... Uh, with the impossible, the impossible being you going to heaven, is he makes it possible bringing you to heaven. So, that's true. Uh, then read this bumper sticker or this church sign again. What did the church sign say? Uh, I
0: don't, I don't with know. Faith, all, all, things th- are, all things are possible with faith, but not easy.
1: Yeah. So, uh, if we're going to be putting that in the right context, uh, the impossible being going to heaven, faith, it's possible. But does that mean it's easy? We'll discuss that after this commercial break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
0: Table Talk Radio. After a while, you just get used to it. I snorted on that one.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, playing uh, bumper sticker theology and church sign theology. Okay, so Pastor Wolf, yeah. if we're going to understand all things are possible uh, scripturally, according to how Jesus teaches it, and this church sign says with faith all things are possible, would it then make sense to say, but not all things are
0: easy? <laughs> that's really that's a good question that you ask. In other words, if what's impossible is our salvation. And what makes it possible is Jesus dying for us. Then, in fact, not only is it easy, it's free. I mean, it's <laughs> so. Yeah. But now, what, I I remember, what, what by it... the way, you know this. So the verse I was thinking of was, "I can do all things through Him who strengthens me." Mm-hmm. That's uh, Philippians four thirteen. And the best use of that verse I've ever seen was I was at the gym one time. This was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> we know. And some guy was doing some. Uh, what are those things called where you take the weights and push them up? Bench press. And some guy was doing a bench press and a guy was spotting him and he and he said, "Come on, man. Philippians 4:13. You can do all oh, no. things through Christ who strengthens you."
1: In that case, you put a wait, few more weights a, on the bar. Hey. Wait <laughs> a minute. If you can do anything.
0: One more set.
1: Add <laughs> another couple hundred pounds of this thing and see it.
0: <laughs> Isn't is that too? <laughs>
1: It's not gonna be easy, but. And then you you looked over at at your your bench press bar and man, man, he's got more Christ than I do. Yeah, <laughs> I have tiny. Oh, ye of little faith. Like Twenty pounds on there. You're doing curls with a little five
0: pound dumbbells. <sighs> uh, yeah, that's like those guys that you know. Remember those Christian guys that would come and they they tear phone books in half with their teeth for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. that about? That's wild. We should do that when we take Table Talk
1: Radio <laughs> on the road. What would we tear it tear in two? I don't know.
0: Calvin's Institutes. Oh man, <laughs> nobody could tear that thing in two. It's so thick. Um, Council of Trent. body. Sl- I'll do a pile driver on the Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Comments on baptism. Okay. Um.
1: So, yeah. how do you I, think that the church sign meant that that? Uh, Little message there. Uh,
0: I don't know. I probably something like this. Hey, you're a Christian. To be a Christian doesn't make everything easy. But uh, so first, they're it. they're they're doing
1: the with um you know through faith all things are possible. What the guy in the gym was doing with God, God strengthens you, right? So that it's. Did you hear that sound? What
0: are you doing over there? It's apparently a blizzard alert. Whoa! Hurry, get under the desk. There's a blizzard coming. Blizzard warning in this area till 5 p.m. Oh. Thanks for that. No, up you, never, you didn't tell You forgot to send me an email. It says, turn off your phone and your other phone and close your door and grease your car. But it didn't say. <laughs> and your weather alert system. Turn off your national weather alert system.
1: <laughs> now I know. I'm adding to the list. <laughs> yeah. I quit sending you messages because you just read them on the air anyway. <laughs> hey, what's this? Secret message. Don't read this. Turn off all your. <laughs> huh. I don't know what that's hmm. all about. Yeah. All right. Ready for another one? Sure.
0: Hi, this is uh, Pastor David Vandercook uh, down in Sealy, Texas, and uh, my wife and I are at IKEA. We walked through the parking lot and saw a car that said, uh, with a bumper sticker on the back that says, "This car is fueled by prayer power." Thought y'all might enjoy that. Thanks. Bye.
1: Thank you, Pastor. Now, I think fuel power is uh, now more efficient than all other forms of renewable energy. Is that... Yeah. Is
0: that fantastic been confirmed? mileage on that. <laughs> because, well, because you get really good gas <laughs> miles when you're not actually moving. <laughs> yeah. Prayer power? Is that what it is? It's, it's you know, that, this bumper cheap. sticker is like the first effort of the person that says, this church is prayer-conditioned. And they're sitting around, and they're thinking, hmm, this car is prayer-powered. And they put that on a bumper sticker, and then later that night it hits up oh, I should have said prayer-conditioned. <laughs> so this is like the rough draft of that bumper sticker, you know?
1: Is this under the worldview what this world needs is more puns?
0: Yeah, but it's not even a good pun. There's no (laughs) word going both ways in this. This car is fueled by prayer. It doesn't even make sense. Prayer path. I mean, you would be better off getting the little, you know, the little yield sign that goes in the back window that says "this baby on board" and you you have the Holy Spirit on board one. That would make more sense. Holy Spirit on board makes more sense than this one. That, by the
1: way, is another little pet (laughs) peeve.
0: If Not, you if if this car if you have the bumper sticker if you're the if you're one of our listeners and this is your car that's a big if uh, could you just call in and let us know what you were thinking <laughs> appreciate it yeah
1: um so another little pet peeve of mine is that when yeah. people talk about the power of prayer huh uh huh that just kind of makes me cringe so was it prayer What's wrong with the was power it power of pra- wa- prayer was it prayer that did this thing or was it God who did this thing. <laughs>
0: right, right. It's the same sort of thing with the power of faith, I suspect, from the first thing. Mm. Is it, is it huh? you know, is it faith that does it, or is it Jesus in whom our faith is that does the thing?
1: Now we can talk about things like the power of the Word, right?
0: Mm. The efficacy of the Scriptures. That's how we say it in fancy speak.
1: Yeah. Or I'll just say the power of the Word, so I can be more relational and relate to people. <laughs>
0: Your show, you're more in tune with the felt needs of
1: the <laughs> listener? Of the vocabulary decline. See, all I right. the felt need of our listeners for this show to be over. Yeah. Well, let's get on with it then. Let's, let's go to the next one. Hold the plug. Okay.
0: Um, my name is, and I'm listening from Iowa. My dad listens to your show all the time. He thinks he's listener number 13, maybe. We were <laughs> driving behind a Pontiac Solstice, and it was just covered in bumper stickers. And here's just a handful of them. Magic happens. Coexist, The Dude Abides, My Other Ride is a Unicorn, I May Be Old, but I Got to See All the Cool Bands, Where Have the Hippies Gone, Imagine Peace, and The Best
1: Things in Life Aren't Things. That was just a handful of the bumper
0: stickers. I wonder what this guy, this this guy definitely is going to fit on our thing here. Have fun with that. Just just flat out hippie. Thank you very much. Uh, That's awesome. From the from the Daughter of Listener 13. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this gal sounds like she's going to be filling out... Uh, well, I shouldn't guess at how old a young lady is on air. Yeah, you shouldn't. You should um, do that. I was thinking it would You're be... You're more in tune with this. It would be she's fun. She's probably going to be filling out either a resume or a college application pretty soon. <laughs> and she can put that on there. Daughter of Table Talk Radio, Listener
1: yeah, 13. Yeah, the resume. Yeah, Absolutely. I see. Resume. I see here your you're daughter of listening to 13 Table Talk Radio.
0: That's yeah, that's
1: amazing. Tell me you're, more about you're, that. You're hired. <laughs> you, I mean, if you're looking for something that would set you apart from all the other applicants, <laughs> that would that would do it right there. This
0: is our new Secretary of State right there.
1: <laughs> I think it would have been fun if she didn't say that she where she was from. It would have been fun to guess what state uh, this bumper sticker is is coming from. Bumper right. stickers.
0: I mean, I would have said Oregon for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Between Colorado and Oregon, which one uh, approved the use of marijuana <laughs> in the last voting year, You guys didn't? I think, we you we turned Oregon it down. Is... We said, no, What's thank you? you. We don't want to be hippies like the Colorado people. I can't. Be- I can't believe that. <laughs>
0: that boggles my mind. That Oregon <laughs> turned down the pot law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, you like that over there yet? Oh, it would it Colorado. It would Colorado, didn't. I think That's we need amazing. the
1: elders at Hope Lutheran Church to check uh, Pastor Wolfner's cigar box, make sure It he's is not snowing
0: stuff. today, so I was going to put my I was going <laughs> to smoke my pipe. No wonder Lumpy, Lumpy hasn't be been careful. on in a while.
1: <laughs> Lumpy's going to sound a little different when he comes on. my <laughs> hey, gosh.
0: Got any snacks? <laughs> now we need a we need a flat out worldview which is just a, I mean it's the rainbow, make love, not no, the, not ra- the, rainbow. The, the the peace uh, man, you know the yeah the 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 hippie bumper sticker which is that uh, the coexist one. I I guess what would that be? Uh, God is a super nice guy. Why isn't coexist on here? Coexist should be its own worldview. I agree. How can I edit this? It's a PDF. Coexist. This is the coexistence worldview. And that is, uh, it's a denial of original sin that says all we just need to do is be nice and everyone will be nice back. It's a denial of the, uh, of the uniqueness of God, both in creation and redemption and sanctification. Because it, it doesn't matter who you say God is or what his name is. It's all the same. Higher power. Um, it's, so it's an undoing of everything specific that's coexist. Nice. There's no distinctions. There's no, there's no male nor female. There's no, uh, there's no holy and secular. Uh, there's no, there's no creator and creation. Um, there's no good or bad. It's just all bland. It's like, it's, 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 it's like the world is a big bowl of, uh, like, rolled oats. What's that thing called? Cream of wheat. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. Okay. I like it. <laughs> the that... world is a bowl of cream of wheat. That's coexist.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that's all the time we have. So we're going to do Whoa. some uh, name that theologian after this. Uh, so that means, Pastor Wolfman, you need to start finding a book um, all right. to do How it. How
0: much time do I have?
1: Oh, about 30 seconds, something like that. But if you have uh, church signs, bumper stickers, you want to report to Table Talk Radio, please give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Or you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. If you have a research project, a theological research project you need us to take on, we have an employee that does that. His name is Lumpy, and his email address is lumpy at tabletalkradio.org. And also in this Christmas uh, season. You can tell them to type slow when they write
0: to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, we have a uh, merchandise shop also at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back on Tabletalk Radio.
0: How do you figure free to free Tibet with that sticker on your red it
1: if you want to free the people,
0: this guy you, like you got get along with Lumpy pretty good.
1: <laughs> if you want to change the world, you got to change your insides. How can you say that mean bleepers suck? Cause when he cut you off, well, you licked him off. It seems like you're the one who's
0: mean.
1: Can't fight fire with fire, just let
0: it be to the bumper stickers on your car. Say hello.
1: Stickers on your car say a lot
0: a about who you are. Who you're not. For those times when you just want to be alone, this is Table Talk Radio.
1: It's time for the now eighth annual Our Lutheran Faith Lay Theological Conference. This year's topic I believe in the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity by Pastor Daniel Burhop of University Lutheran Chapel in Boulder, Colorado. This all takes place in Greeley, Colorado at Trinity Lutheran Church on Saturday, February the 9th, beginning at 9 a.m. If you're in the Colorado area and like to go to the Our Lutheran Faith lay theological conference on February 9th, visit the link on our website, tabletalkradio.org, for RSVP information. Again, the Our Lutheran Faith Lay Theological Conference is on February the 9th at Trinity Lutheran Church in Greeley, Colorado. <laughs> Uh-oh. L- Lumpy's ready to play now. <laughs> Welcome That's right. back I was to with that was all calm and peaceful after that last bump. Do yeah. the bumper stickers. Get it took me like two minutes to get Pastor Wolfner's attention during that break. Hey, hey, come on, wake up. Yeah. He was the bumper stickers. He was riding the unicorn over there and then over the rainbow. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I mean, giggle. <laughs> okay, this is a name that theologians We read a quote, whether good or bad. And then the uh, point is to try and figure out who it is. So, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. And by me going first... I'm, I'm thirsty my, for points. Oh, okay. So you want me to read first. Mm. All right. Number one. Yes. But someone may object, what good does it do me that another has fulfilled the law since the law makes its demands on me? And how can the satisfaction of one be enough and sufficient for all? Christ was uh, made subject to the law, was made sin and a curse, not because of himself, but for us, and that by the decree and good pleasure of the will of God for our redemption, and since this person is not only man but God and man, That redemption is therefore so ample and great that it is sufficient propitiation for the sins of the whole world. Since Christ accomplished it in the flesh, it provides us highest and sweetest comfort. Whoa. You weren't ready for that, were you?
0: That was nice. I wasn't, though. I was still getting jiggy with it. (laughs) That sounds pretty good to me, by the way. You like that? How could Christ's death be for me? I mean, from the parts that I was paying attention to. Sounds right on. (laughs) Right on. All right, let me shut down Facebook for the second quote. Uh oh. He's getting serious now. I'm getting serious. Email closed. Yep. Okay. By
1: the way, speaking of the cult of pure doctrine.
0: Twitter closed. How are the uh, Twitter account?
1: Enrollment fees or not the enrollment fees. The cult of uh, the the, the, uh, membership dues.
0: Membership dues for the Cult of Pure Doctrine. I have not sorted out. I have got two things on my to-do list, and that is sort out the tuition for the School of Hilarity, <laughs> and also at the same time sort out the the fees, admissions fees for the Cult of Pure Doctrine. So.
1: You're a man of many hats.
0: Okay, here's. I, 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 I should get someone to do the marketing for all this nonsense. Yes, you should.
1: If only you had a radio show to do that on. <laughs> Quote number two. So many things to join. We're not a joining generation, they say. But if faith alone justifies, will then such faith as is without repentance, without good intent, and without subsequent works justify? Not at all. For where there is no repentance, but the intent remains to continue in sin, there true faith cannot exist. And faith Ah. that does not work (laughs) by love but remains without good fruits Is not true, but fringed and dead faith.
0: All right, now this is true-ish, but um, but the favorite topic of people, uh, like our friends the Pietists, love to talk about this. Now this, I don't, I. So here's the question: Can faith save apart from love? Answer: Faith alone justifies, but like our Bud Luther says. The faith that justifies isn't alone, but always produces good works. And if good works aren't produced, like trust in God's mercy, uh, in time of trouble, etc., if works are not produced, then you say that faith is showing itself to be dead, not living, like James says. But this kind of thing, this ta- know, so it could be uh, someone talking rightly. It could also be one of our friends, the Pietists, talking wrongly, putting the emphasis on the faith part instead of the Jesus-to-whom-faith-looks part. So that's it's a, it's a tip uh, that it could be leaned in that direction. That's uh, that's uh, so far how I am. So you're
1: you're two rounds into the game, and so far all you have it could be someone who's orthodox, and it could be someone who's a pietist. That's all you yes. got. So.
0: Okay. That's all I got. But look, I got that's three not... I got three <laughs> quotations. I want I want to play along with the listeners <laughs> are also playing along here, and they're trying to sort this out. They're listening carefully. They're looking. They got mm-hmm. their full discernment antennas up. Mm-hmm. I can hear the buzz now. <laughs> I know, we're Who get, is it? <laughs> we're getting a little. Little, I give away uh, too much.
1: Yeah, we're getting a little uh, cross feeding in that, um, the buzzing. Okay, anyway, ready? <laughs> yeah. Third, okay. Round three. Round three. Uh, but it is written He that believes and is baptized, etc. Now, since faith is by hearing, how then can infants believe? Answer is Christ expressly says that infants that are brought to him obtain and receive the kingdom of God, that is, forgiveness of sins, grace, and eternal salvation. And he adds, Verily I say to you, whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. But they that receive and possess the kingdom of God, these are properly in the number of the assembly of believers. For without faith no one can please God. Hebrews 11. And he that does not believe shall be condemned. Mark 16. Uh, Hence also circumcision, which was performed also on little children, is called the seal of the righteousness of faith, Romans 4. Therefore, there is no doubt that the Holy Spirit is given also in infants in baptism. He works and affects this in them, and they receive the kingdom of God, though we cannot understand and conceive the nature of that divine work. For baptism is a washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, who is, uh, sh- who, who is shed abundantly on the baptized, that being justified... They might be made heirs of eternal life.
0: That's fantastic. You got the buzzword. I know. Five hundred points for me. That's nice work. Regeneration. I wonder <laughs> if you chose this whole thing just to get to that. <laughs> Makes you wonder, I doesn't wonder, it? I wonder. I wonder if you were thinking that far. <laughs> I ahead. mean, how could it be a coincidence? <laughs> uh, it? So infants uh, partake of the Lord's mercy through baptism. Now, a couple, which is entirely consistent that. with pietism, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the Lutheran <laughs> Pietists would say that, although they would de-emphasize it. Now, this is a tricky thing. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go that this is gonna be an Orthodox Lutheran fellow. I'm, it's also old English. I mean, it's a bit rough of a. So either we're looking at an ancient translation, or, I, I mean, I think the origin of the text that you're reading has to be 1910. So. It either has to be a Lutheran famous enough to be translated into English in 1910, or a Lutheran who was writing in English around 1910, um, which there were a few. I mean there's these um, there's these old Lutheran guys, you know, Pieper and some of these old fellows who were writing about this sort of stuff. Is this, by the way, is this taken from one piece of writing from this particular author? Boy, you're just asking for all kinds of information, but um, well, yeah. yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. was uh, how far apart were these quotations from each other? <laughs> pages. <laughs> hmm?
1: Boy, I don't know. Just <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get some geographic context. <laughs> Boy, you're, you're lucky. I'm such a yeah. such a giving guy. Uh, yes, the uh, pages apart. Pages apart. Pages. What? <laughs> how many?
0: Oh, now you want to know how many pages? All right, all right, all right. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I would say about at least 30. Okay, so we're looking at a book now. We're looking at a book that you own, an <laughs> old Lutheran <laughs> theologian, that you would have at home to be reading. Huh. Yes. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Francis Pieper, the Missouri Synod dogmatician. Oh a scary term. Was I
1: close? No. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll give you another guess and I'll No, pur- I don't want
0: another guess. I don't I sound twice as foolish. <laughs> no, I'll give you another <laughs> guess.
1: Um you were you were right when you were talking about being an old translation.
0: Okay. So either then we're looking at like Luther or Chemnitz uh, uh uh, arguing infant baptism, maybe that would be I just a Gerhard want more, sort of I just thing. want more chances to use my buzzer uh, sound. Effect. Uh, so uh, why don't I guess um, Johann Gerhard.
1: I'll oh, give you another right. guess. This. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what, if, it?
0: what if I said this is an Incaridian? Oh, yes, okay. So that would be, oh, yeah, Word, Ministry, and Sacraments by Martin Kimnitz. That's it. Wow. Oh. Well, that makes sense, in fact. <laughs> that makes sense to be the first guess. I'm not sure that there was anything necessarily Chemnitzian th- to give it away, except for his, his just phenomenal use of the scriptures. I mean, he you just still quote passage after passage after passage. Just fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, hmm. Pretty good.
1: So, all right, um, no points for you. score right now is 500 to 0.
0: All right. I'm going to read you a theologian. I'm going to read you the first line of this book, and then I'm going to read you two other quotations by this particular guy because you really got no chance. <laughs> okay. But it's all from the same book. Re- ready? Ready. I doubt whether we are sufficiently attentive to the importance of elementary textbooks. <laughs> okay. That's
1: my got first it? quote.
0: That's your first quote. That tells you what the whole book is about.
1: Okay. Um, we have to go to break right now anyway, but uh,
0: <laughs> read that one more time. Uh, oh, sorry. I doubt whether we are sufficiently attentive to the importance of elementary textbooks. Okay, I doubt that too. But
1: uh, well, That that's not the question. The question is who is a theologian, and I will try to discern that through the next two quotations. we'll do that after this break. And then we're going to be studying the Bible. Are we doing John 1? Yeah, John 1 for Christmas. John 1 for Christmas. And uh, that's here on Table Talk Radio. So if you have any questions or comments, give us a call. 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back after this. Table Talk Radio. You're laughing too, right? Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right, Pastor, I'm just going to render my guests now. I think I know who this is. Yeah? Just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, we have two more rounds. We don't
0: pay enough attention to elementary textbooks. Okay. Uh, you got that one. Got now, that. here's the second one. we got to go fast, huh, because we got to get to our Bible study. Yeah. Okay, I'll just give you one more quote, and you can just guess it. <laughs> you can hardly open a periodical without coming across a statement that what our civilization needs is more drive or dynamism or self-sacrifice or creativity. In a sort of ghastly simplicity, we remove the organ and demand the function. We make men without chests and expect of them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. We castrate and bid the geldings be fruitful. haunting. Boy, this is kind of tough because...
1: Because this sounds like someone who could be giving commentary today, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, he speaks in a way that sound its kind of uh, ancient or something. So I might need that third quote after all. Okay, well, keep reflecting on it so I can find someone.
0: Um, and oh, you, you only had two I quotes. It. I I got another one here. You okay. ready? Until quite modern times, all teachers and even all men believed the universe to be such that a certain emotional reactions on our part could be either congruous or incongruous to it, believed, in fact, that objects did not merely receive, but could merit our approval or disapproval, our reverence or our contempt. The reason why Coleridge agreed with the tourist who called the cataract sublime and disagreed with the one who called it pretty was, of course, that he believed inanimate nature to be such that certain responses could be more just or Ordinate or appropriate than it to, uh, to it than others, and he believed correctly that the tourists thought the same. The man who called the cataract sublime was not intending simply to describe his own emotions about it; he was also claiming that the object was one which merited those emotions. But for that, for this claim, there would be nothing to agree or disagree about. Okay, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what that quote is about. Is that about mysticism? Uh, no, it's about the, the kind of. Pre-postmodern phenomenon of reducing all things to our own reaction of them. Ah,
1: again, um, someone who could be giving a commentary today, mm. and based upon that, um, this idea that um, that this person is writing in a bit of an, an older fashion, but yet uh, speaking to kind of uh, Errors that we would also um, find in our midst today. I'm going to go with uh, whom I like to call Herman Sassy.
0: Herman Sassy? Herman <laughs> Sassy, you say? <laughs> yeah.
1: Am I right? N- nope. Nope. Uh, this
0: is C. S. Lewis. Oh, C. S. Lewis. Writing in his little book, *The Abolition of Man*. Or Reflections on Education with Special Reference to the Teaching of English in the Upper Forms of Schools. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic little piece. i got to go read that. I'm glad I pulled this off the shelf. I'm going to read it again. That's probably about the same
1: time, right?
0: Herman S- Sasa
1: Oh, no. Well, that's, yeah, could have been about the same time. Yeah,
0: yeah, same time. I mean, C.S. Lewis was writing through World War II. Yeah.
1: Um... Yep. Sauce was born in uh, 1895.
0: Yeah. When was C.S. born? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, well, let's go to John Anyhow. 1. John 1. In the uh, beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. It's what my version says here. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, otherwise, uh, how do you translate that Greek word for the indefinite article?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that's up there? <laughs>
1: The one that doesn't exist, that word? And the word was God. Uh, He was in the beginning. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it.
0: Now that little joke about my translation there, that's how the New World Edition has it for the Jehovah's Witness, because they, of course, don't believe in the uh in the eternality of the son of god they don't believe that jesus is god so they have to change the translation of the text here uh, which clearly tells us just beautifully but but that i he think is.
1: even with that translation they have a big problem with verses 1 through 5 even if you're going to translate the word was a god you're still having to deal with this um word which is a god mm-hmm. saying that nothing came into being uh without without him mhm so Okay, so there's there's two categories here, right? Mm-hmm. Things that are eternal and things that are created. But uh, right here, he was in the beginning. All things came into being right. through him. So w- would right. this place right. Jesus in the eternal category, or would it put him in the created category?
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. And and, and so Jesus is eternal, but this text now, John, is going to go on. And this is why this is the, this is the gospel for Christmas, for Christmas Day. And I think that's really wonderful because you know normally we have the nativity uh, texts from Matthew chapter, uh, f- uh, chapter one, Luke chapter two, uh, as the um, this, the the text that we hear on Christmas, and those are great. I mean they really are. And we hear Luke two on Christmas Eve, and we consider these texts and we think about them. But it's it's uh, John chapter one that gives us the kind of full theological import of what exactly is happening in the incarnation. In the conception and in the birth of Jesus, and so here it is in, in John chapter one. And the Word, this pre-existent, eternal, second person of the Holy Trinity, through whom all things existed, in whom is the nothing but light and and uh, and joy and power and peace and all of this, who is who is at one with the Father and the Spirit, this one comes down to earth and takes upon our humanity. That's verse 14, where it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yeah, th-
1: this, ten- there really is. So, so this word uh, we oftentimes times translate dwelt, uh, skeno in the Greek, um, uh, to uh, to like Ooh, tabernacle, right? Fancy. I know. I just pulled this Scheno up as you were talking. In the Greek. So, uh, what? Oh. so what what was the purpose of of of, a, of the tabernacle in the Old Testament?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the God's house. This is the house of God. Here, here's glory comes down and dwells there. Pow! Right. So
1: now in John 1:14 we have Jesus who sets up his tabernacle in his in human flesh and blood. And by by looking at this flesh and blood, you see the glory of God.
0: That's right. That's right. Here Now, the glory of God, it's dwelt with us, and it's permanent. It's, an, it's a permanent dwelling. In the Old Testament, the glory of God would come and go from the tabernacle, or the tabernacle would, for that matter, come and go. Mm-hmm. But here, this is a permanent sort of dwelling with man. So it's Emmanuel, God with us. <laughs> that's fantastic. So Jesus can say later, tear down this temple. And I'll build it up in three days. And his disciples understood after right, that he was talking about the temple of his body because now it's the flesh of Jesus uh, that, that uh, through which God dwells with us and and is gracious to us. The law came through Moses, John says, somewhere around here. Yeah, here it is. Next verse, verse 16, uh, 17. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ so that this dwelling with us permanently is for the purpose of the Lord giving his grace to us. So he doesn't show up to wallop us he shows up to be kind to us and forgive our sins mm-hmm.
1: so is this how mm-hmm. we understand then that going back to the first verse here in the beginning was the word so that when um so we know nothing of god unless he speaks to us so his 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 speaking his words are his revelation so by his word we um now know god but when His Word then becomes flesh, Jesus, He is the the very Word of God. He is that revelation. Um, so that we uh, see Jesus and uh, see what He does, and this is the Word of God. This is very revelation of 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 who God is. So that when now this is this is the, I think the beautiful thing. When we see Jesus uh, cry at the death of Lazarus, we know that God cries at death. When uh, <laughs> God gets mad at the temple, we know that God doesn't God gets mad at sin.
0: Yep, yep, yep. No, that's right. I mean, Jesus will say a little bit later, no one at any time has ever seen God, ever. I mean, whoa, nobody ever? Right, no one ever at any time has seen God, but the only begotten Son of God who is in the bosom of the Father has made him known. So anytime anytime we see God, all throughout the Scriptures, we're seeing Jesus. And whenever we see Jesus, we're seeing God. Like he says, remember how he says to Philip, uh, show us the way to the Father. Philip, have I been with you this long? If you know me, you know the Father. Oh, that's right. When we see Jesus dying on the cross, then we know that this is this is exactly how much God loves us. That he that he leaves nothing uh, behind. He 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 gives up absolutely everything, suffers all, so that he could have us as his own dear children. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And just a little bit later, because we just probably end with this. Um, John one then goes to uh, John the Baptist. And uh, John is, is standing there, and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. This is verse 29. So he saw, sees Jesus coming. He says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, so he <laughs> calls Jesus the Lamb, you know, the, the animal who would normally um, you know, be put to death so that people would have the forgiveness of sins. And, and <laughs> John turns to Jesus and says, This is the Lamb of God. Re- <laughs> Recognizing him to be of God, but also to be our sacrifice for sin.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not a really intimidating animal, you know. It's like you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> have a football team mascot and you're gonna be the lambs, the fighting lambs. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's there you go. not what
0: Jesus is about. He's not here to He's not here to exercise power. He's here to forgive sins.
1: Is that why Christian schools are usually like the crusaders and not the the fighting fighting <laughs> lambs or something like that?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> All right, that's it for this edition of Table Talk Radio. Thank you for listening to Table
0: Talk Radio. Where the points are like uh, the excitement of watching the doves versus the lambs in the National Christian Schools Playoffs. (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions (laughs) of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free, (laughs) (laughs) 1-800-385-SOLA. That's That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Tabletalk Radio.